contending for the faith one verse at a time. This is Truth Matters Church. Connect with us today at truthmatterschurch.org. I'm Associate Pastor Jeremy with this week's devotional. As we study Scripture, we often encounter verses that speak volumes. In the midst of the Apostle Paul's admonition to the believers in Ephesus to live their lives in an upright and holy manner, see Ephesians 4, verses 17 to 32, he drops this rather simple but striking sentence. Ephesians 4, verse 30 reads, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. I admit that at first I was trying to glue this statement to either the verse before it or after it, thinking it was perhaps a continuation of Paul's thought about unwholesome speech or perhaps about bitterness and slander. And to be honest, it does fit nicely with either of these as a consequence to not controlling what comes from our mouths. But as I considered it more carefully, it seemed appropriate to zoom out a bit and look at the Holy Spirit's role in our lives and how our actions affect Him. The doctrine of the Trinity, God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is foundational in Christian theology. The scriptures give us great insight into this heavenly relationship, far too much to unpack here. So for today, we'll just focus on a few key highlights about the Holy Spirit's work. In John 14, verse 26, Jesus told his disciples, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. And he also said in John 15, verse 26, When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. Getting technical here, spirit in the Greek is pneuma, which means breath or wind. I personally envision this as God's breath of spiritual life in the redeemed. God breathed into Adam's nostrils to give him physical life, see Genesis 2 verse 7. And similarly, the Father breathes the Holy Spirit into ours to give us a new life in him. In many ways, I believe that as God's elect, the Spirit is quite literally joined with our spirit. He indwells us at the very core of our soul. We clearly see this in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 17, where the Apostle Paul writes, But the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. With this indescribably intimate union, we are sealed in Him with the Lord's mark of ownership, reference Ephesians 1 verse 13, and sealed for the day of redemption, or put another way, Christ's glorious return to earth. And we can see from these verses that the Holy Spirit comes from the Father and He is our helper. So what does He help us with? A lot, actually. He testifies about Christ. He speaks truth to us. He teaches us the will of the Father. He enables us to believe in and remain rooted in the Savior. And as Paul writes in Romans 8, verses 26 to 27, In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. 
The Holy Spirit is our gift from God the Father, who empowers us to live as believers and to do His will, and ultimately to bring God glory and honor. There is so much more I'd like to explore here, but we'll have to save that for another time. So, getting back to our verse today, how is it that we can grieve the Holy Spirit? The word rendered grieve here is the Greek verb lupeo, and it means to cause sorrow and distress. And as we saw in Romans chapter 8, the Spirit intercedes and prays for us, and at the same time, He searches our heart. And just as a parent grieves or is sorrowful when their child makes bad choices, the Holy Spirit is likewise grieved when we, as believers and dwelt by Him, live in sin and turn our heart away from the Lord. This may be during times of severe backsliding, where we live in active, willful, and repeated sin, as described in Galatians 5 and Colossians 3, or perhaps just a loose tongue that we choose not to control. So, no matter how big or small a sin, it stings the Holy Spirit who is co-mingled with ours. The lesson here is that we must constantly strive to live in obedience to God, just as Christ lives in obedience to the Father. Reference John 14.31, Philippians 2, verse 8, etc. While salvation is fully the work of God, as described in John 15.16, Ephesians 2, verse 8, etc., obedience is our work. We have a duty to be self-controlled and to vigorously resist temptation at all costs. See Matthew 5, verse 30. Doing so pleases the Holy Spirit and brings God the Father the honor that He so greatly deserves. So today, let's give thanks to the Lord for sending His holy breath to us, our divine helper who indwells us at our very soul and enables us to live lives that are a pleasing aroma around the Father's throne. Thank you so much for listening today. If you haven't already, subscribe to Truth Matters Church on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you'd like to get these devotionals in your email each week, subscribe at truthmatterschurch.org. Have a blessed day.